Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm here with Becca, who is an Army spouse. So, Becca, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So, tell me a little bit what it's like being a military spouse for you. So, I have been a military spouse for just over five years. Um, I met my husband seven years ago, and he is in the Army Reserves. So, he is about 15 years in. Um, so I'm fairly new in the realm. Um, I feel fairly new (laughs) every day. Um, but it's, it's a totally different lifestyle and something that I didn't know about as a child. So, um, we're learning as we go and as our kids, you know, um, get bigger, that role, you know, keeps changing, right. And what their needs are, um, versus how much they need my husband as he continues in his career. It seems to just, you know, increase every year. So, um, but I love learning. I love learning about, you know, the military and the community and, um, I'm thrilled to be a military spouse. I'm really proud of it. Yeah, absolutely. And you had mentioned being a reserve, uh, a spouse, you know, being a reserve family, uh, I was a reserve child and that's, Mm -hmm. uh, such a different world than being an active duty family. And sometimes it's more of a challenging lifestyle too, I think. Yeah, I think sometimes it's really hard to make just normal civilians understand some of the challenges. And I think bridging that gap, right, when I talk with my, you know, leadership in my my work or talk with my kids' schools to explain to them what's going on with all of the trips and what that does to our children, you know, explaining that to them so they can understand the challenges, I think, has been really key to continuing, you know, to succeed, you know, in our, in in my career or with my kids' schools. And so it's amazing when you get that communication flowing, how helpful everyone can be and how supportive everyone is, you know, even if they're not, you know, familiar with the lifestyle, they still step up and they want to be supportive, which is amazing. Um, but it's, it's, it's walking a fine line. You got your full-time <laughs> normal and then you got yeah. your, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. Right. And, you know, growing up for me, we suburb of Cleveland, Ohio. And even at that point, my dad's unit that he was stationed, stationed, at, he was attached to whatever, um, was 40 minutes away from, from home. And so, uh, you know, while he didn't need to be there often, he made the commute when necessary. Um, but also it was, we were so distanced from that, but we were also so distant. The closest military base was like four or five hours from us. And so having that distance, you know, like you said, schools don't necessarily understand, you know, on the kids aspects, it can be hard for work on your aspects to understand Mm -hmm. of, you know, the lifestyle, because it's not like we're moving around necessarily all the time. We're pretty, you know, stationary in one spot Mm -hmm. um, as reserve families, but trainings come up, deployments come up, and 
a lot of people don't realize how often reserve families experience deployments compared to active duty families, because sometimes it is more often. Um, And so there are so many different aspects to understand of a reserve family. But, you know, we are also still a military family. So we get everything that an active duty family gets and more. Oh, yeah. So my husband has been since we've been together, he's been in Chicago stationed. He's been luckily in our backyard um, for a few years. Of course, that was during the pandemic. So he didn't go in anyway. (laughs) Um, Right now he's in Richmond, Virginia. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we're booking the flights for him and the cars and the hotels and making sure he has everything and the travel back and forth. I mean, I think on Sunday he got back from uh, Richmond. It actually was Monday morning at 430 in the morning. Um, Wow of the delays, you know, so um, it's a challenge. And, and we're, I definitely feel part of the military community when I talk with people, when I talk with people like you, with other, you know, people that I've met. Um, and the support there is unbelievable. But feeling part of the military community when you're not physically on a base, it's, it's, it's different. Um, we know there's support there. We know there's a network there, but tapping into that is a little bit more of a challenge because it's just not right at your doorstep. You know, it's not your neighbors, you know, it's not the where you're working. So it is, it is hard kind of finding those resources, I feel like as, you know, part of the reserves. Yeah. You tend to rely, you know, on your unit so much more that, you know, is kind of your home base. Um, But then again, you know, like you said, your husband was in Chicago. You're not in Chicago. You can't just hop on a flight and go to Chicago. You know, uh, you know, Richmond, like you can't just, you know, it's, it's such a different lifestyle that is so much harder to explain. Military is not just packing you up as a family and moving you to wherever you need to go. Um, that's basically just your husband going and that's, that's hard on the family. Yeah. I'm like, I'm an engineer. So by trades and numbers are, you know, my thing. And, um, I was getting so frustrated with how much my husband (laughs) traveled after we had our first baby. And so I went and I, I added it up. I was like, I wonder how long you've been gone. And he was actually gone 40% of the first year of our son's life. Wow. And I couldn't believe it was so much. Um, for us, it's a little different. He's a federal civilian um, also uh, who works for the Army Reserve. So he gets it both from his normal job and his reserve job. So it's a little right. bit heavier. But it was, I mean, it was a lot. And I was like, I don't know how I can do this and sustain it. It's a, It's so much time. Yeah. And a lot of people, until you sit there and add it up and like physically put pen to paper, do the numbers, do the math, see the numbers, you don't realize um, how much, you know, your spouse, your loved one is gone and how much, you know, of an impact that is making. And, you know, having both the civilian and the military side of it does not help. All army all the time. I'm getting real good at those acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. such a struggle to understand at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. And um, during the pandemic, um, when most of the travel stopped, my husband was taking the ILE and the AOC classes. So mm-hmm. um, those are several hours, you know, three or four times a week. It's right. really a lot. Right. And that's not part of their normal <laughs> of all the things, right? So it's added. And so it's interesting that we saw what that was, mostly heard him pacing, you know, upstairs in the office on his calls, but but, um, seeing the impact of that and seeing the day-to-day, what his work looks like, I think was so interesting for me as a spouse and even for our kids to see, right, what his work entailed. Because like 
seeing it and being in the room and understanding all of the challenges was so interesting. And I think really changed our perspective on, on what we're asking from our soldiers and, and, and what amazing things that they're doing and, and how challenging it can be for them. So I think it did change kind of our viewpoint there as well. So that was, it was interesting. It was a different perspective. Yeah. I think that is, you know, interesting and it's always great to get the perspective of the whole family and, you know, it builds a deeper understanding of each other and saying, oh, like you're, you know, I know you're doing so much, but like actually seeing it um, is so different. And then, you know, also on the spouse side or the kids side, seeing what it's like holding down the house, um, you know, when your loved one is gone, when your spouse is is deployed or, you know, doing all of these incredible things. Um and it's just having that mutual understanding between everyone in this lifestyle is so important. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really realize, you know, I first date I knew my husband was in the military and I knew all about him. And I think our first date lasted five hours. <laughs> so we got into a lot of topics. Yeah. Um, so, but it's it's so interesting as you live and breathe it, and especially as, you know, life changes throughout, you know your time and, and what your life looks like with all these different stages of life. So it's interesting to see how the military plays a component in all of those stages. And I didn't realize um, what an impact it would be until um, we had Hurricane, um, oh, what was it? Isaac, Ian, I don't know. There's Ian, so many, to be honest. Oh, last year's <laughs> hurricane. <laughs> it was really, really bad. And yes. um, so we were actually gone from our house for a month. Um, I just got this funny feeling and I, you know, called my husband at work. I said, look, we need to leave. We're taking the kids. We're going, if it's nothing, no big deal. Right. Um, right. so we were gone for a month and we just, he called up a great friend of ours that our kids consider grandparents and they opened up their house and they said, we're stocking the fridge. What do you need? Come on over. Yeah. And it's, you know, a relationship that was built from a deployment in Afghanistan they're unbelievably fantastic human beings. Um, I'm really proud to call them my friends. And the fact that they just opened their arms to us without even a thought in their brain said, come immediately. We'll do whatever we need to help. Um, they ended up coming back and helping my husband clean up so the kids didn't have to see, you know, the house, you know, messed up. And I mean, just that without a thought. It's we're yeah. here for you. We're your family. You know, that sense of community is so different from, I think, what most people experience that don't have something like the military to fall back on. So, you know, it's amazing. I'm I'm truly, every time I meet someone, I'm like, this is so amazing that you're part of this community and what you're bringing to the table is just, it's mind-blowing to me. It's yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. No, I love that just sense of community is really what makes the military life so worth it. It's so mm -hmm. like, I, I can't speak highly enough of just the different people and, mm -hmm. you know, circumstances like, uh, you know, you mentioned during deployments when my dad was deployed in Afghanistan, um, he met this, this man and we were like, all right, well now we have to pick where we want to settle down. My dad ended up medically retiring. So it was like, well, where do we go? And so my parents posted on Facebook, anybody know anything about Cape Coral, Florida. And one of the guys he was deployed with is like, yeah, that's where I'm from. Like, that's where I, my uh. family is from. And like, you know, some, it's a big town in 
Florida and it's growing, but you know, it was, it was that smaller, um, kind of population when we moved here, it's bigger by landmass, but its population was tiny. Um, so it's not somewhere like you would think of in Florida. And so we're like, how crazy is this that we're moving, we're considering and ended up moving to a place where, you know, they met on deployment to Afghanistan and, you know, it just brings us together of now we're living in the same city and you know just I can say hey I need to I'm coming to this place like who's there who can I stay with like somebody's there or you know our hurricane evacuation for uh hurricane Irma we went and Mm -hmm. stayed with friends we met in the military you know and if we needed to leave Florida and move further north we had friends in Arkansas that we could stay with. You know, there's places everywhere where it's like people people are there. And even though you may have only known each other for a couple months, a couple weeks, mm-hmm. like it's your family. It's amazing. I mean, I'm I'm so astounded every time I meet someone and interact with someone about how giving everyone is and how supportive everyone is. You know, if you're going through something, they're there, yeah. you know, and and we hear about something on the news and we know someone that lives there. We're picking up the phone. What's going on? How can we help? You know, and, and, and that just community is something that I didn't expect to find right as part of, you know, of being a military spouse. And so every time I, I get an interaction, I'm just so, you know, proud to be part of that that group, you know, and, and, and to, to hopefully add to that as much as I can. Absolutely. And, you know, talking to people and, you know, not even knowing that they're part of the military community, you can kind of pick out which ones have some sort of tie to the military community because they just have that, that personality, those characteristics that, you know, fit, fit the mold of being a military family member, whether that be like a spouse, a child, a service Mm -hmm. member, you know, you, you can really tell. Well, it's funny at my work. Um, so I, I work with a lot of people that don't have ties to the military and I lead a lot of meetings and I didn't realize how much my vernacular includes very <laughs> specific <laughs> military terms until I started hearing them around. And I'm like, mm, that's not normal. <laughs> that's definitely a military term. And um, yeah. it's funny how they pick up because I mean, military people know how to get to the point. So oh, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. definitely using it. It's funny. I was talking to someone earlier and it was that, well, how do you deal with, you know, certain situations? And I'm like, honestly, even though I was not a service member myself, uh, you know, I still have those traits in me because, you know, you have that, well, task A, B, and C need to get done. Like we're going to get them (laughs) done no matter what it takes. Um, And so you just have these these characteristics and these little traits that you pick up on, even if it's just as something as simple as like literally getting up and making your bed every day or, Mm -hmm. and having that discipline, you know, to carry out through your day and your lifestyle. It's just, it speaks volume of how our service members are trained, but then Mm -hmm. also how it, it feeds down into their families. Oh yeah. It's so cute to see like my kids, you know, they'll practice marching around the house oh. or, you know, they're real specific on the things that I do. And I'm like, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. I remember, um, you know, we'd be walking through, through the stores. Um, and my dad would be like, all right, pivot. 
And so we'd like, you know, we didn't know how to pivot at like seven something years old, but we would do our best to do a little pivot to turn or, (laughs) um, you know, just little things like that. And, you know, from a kid aspect, like it's fun, you know, Mm -hmm. and we love to do, to do those kinds of things. And, and we see these men and women as, as heroes and they are, they're literally you know, superheroes, um, mm-hmm. especially in kids' eyes. And so oh, yeah. in any sense of being like them, it's it's something that every kid I think aspires to be. Oh yeah. Um my husband, I know when my when my son was born, um, he didn't know any nursery rhymes. You know, we just didn't know that wasn't something you know what he knew was army cadences. <laughs> and our child did not sleep. So he walked up and down the hospital for days singing army cadences, which you know are not necessarily <laughs> They are not specific. No, they are not kid friendly, really. No, and it was, and it's so funny. So all the nurses remember him. That two years later, we were in the same hospital, you know, to have my daughter. They remembered him. They're like, "Oh, yeah, Yeah. we got you," because he was up and down, walking, you know, singing cadences back and forth. It's so funny, and it's just such a unique thing, you know. That's like a a memory for me that I'm like, "Oh, yep, army cadences." Now we know them. Yep, they're real specific. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually funny. Um, My sister, when we would drive through basic training, we called it like private land, basic training land um, of post in San Antonio. And so we would drive through through that area and, you know, all the privates would be out there marching and singing along to their singing along to their cadences. And um, my sister, like eight years old, nine, ten, would be so excited and we would roll down all the windows and we would listen to them marching along to their cadence. And then Mm -hmm. she would go to sleep to listening to cadence music like that's what she wanted Uh to listen to. And even like. Now, um, Jonathan Michael Fleming, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's like taken a lot of the cadences and has uh, remixed them a little bit into rock songs, which is really, really cool. Um, And he's just recorded a lot of them. And I've been listening to them when I drive. (laughs) Yeah. And so they're catchy. They are. I roll the window Mm -hmm. down and I'm just driving along, you know singing along to this cadence and um he's got a lot of the traditional ones on there mm-hmm. of just you know no music in the background just his voice um going back and cool. forth and you know still me and my sister you know are in the car singing along to cadence and that's amazing it's, it's incredible how like focused I stay when I'm driving <laughs> you know it so, really does it keeps the yeah, beat yeah yeah so even little things like that, like, you know, your kid's going to grow up knowing Cadence now, even though they're not the most uh-huh. appropriate you know, <laughs> things oh, yeah. belong to. Our two-year-old asked for them. She's like, that's that's her nursery rhymes. I'm like, okay, <laughs> here we go. And your little two-year-old voice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so adorable, though. That's I really I cute. love that. And, you know, those are things that they're going to remember forever. And oh, yeah. They have, like, the strongest impact. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And so you're an author as well. So tell me about that journey. Yeah. So that was never something I wanted to do, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) I never saw myself in the writing realm. I'm an engineer. Numbers are my thing. Got it. Writing, not so much. Um, but after the pandemic, when my husband started traveling again, you know, we had an almost two-year-old and his world was rocked. 
because he didn't have 24 seven access to us. So, you know, I looked around, I listened to a bunch of, you know, parenting podcasts, like how do I help him prepare for what's going on? You know, my world was rocked. I missed my husband. And that's something that I didn't have to do for a few years. And so all of a sudden there's a lot of emotions going on in the house and right. I needed something to help him. So I tried to find books that would help prep him and, and get him ready. And there wasn't really anything for frequent short travels. And so right. I decided, you know, if I can't find what I need, I'm going to write it. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I stayed up all night one night and wrote a book and I illustrated it on printer paper and <laughs> I started reading it to my child. And it was night and day, the difference. I mean, yeah. he had what he needed. He asked for the book. He wanted me to read it to him over and over again. And I, you know, I started talking to my friends who have husbands who travel for different careers, not military. And they're like, well, we need something right. like that too. So I took the classes. I did all the things, submitted the manuscripts, you know, got my publisher and ended up being a very long journey with lots of hours to do it. But I'm really proud um, of my book and I know how much it helped my family. I mean, we read it every time he leaves, you know, every night it goes in the school bag with them, you know, per the teacher's requests. Um, it's, it's a tool that, that we really needed to express to our kids what was going on, that it's normal to feel these things, you know, and that no matter what you're loved, you know, and, and, and we just needed them to really understand that. So for them, it's that physical thing that they can hold, they can hear the message, you know, it's reassuring to them. And, and it helps me too, because it gives a way for me to bring my family who's like feeling all of these emotions all together for a quiet moment and say, look, we're all here together. We're family. We're going to get through it. Your love, no matter what, you know, we've got it. And so that's kind of how I be, you know, got to the point of becoming an author. It was a long road. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's so important to be able to not only say, you know, you're loved or, you know, you're appreciated and, you know, those, those words, but it's something different to have something physical that you can hold and, you know, with yeah. a story that's being told, um, yeah. especially to help others understand, you know, what the military life is like and, you know, the difference with the reserve family where, they're gone so frequently for short mm -hmm. periods of time, but still so frequently. Yeah. And it, it surprised me the reaction and I didn't anticipate this because it's how I live. Right. I, I know that he's going to be gone this much, but I don't even think even my close friends realized it. So when I started going and my friends would read the book and use it with their kids and I'd read at schools, I wasn't expecting so many adults to just break down into tears. Yeah. Because in my mind, it's just how we live. And I don't think they realize the true impact because you see, you know, a, a smiling face, you're going about your day and you're working through it. But I don't think that they realize every single trip, how much it affects, you know, you might be used to the fact that it keeps happening, but it affects you just as much each time. Right. And even as an adult, right? So how, how hard is it for adults to cope? Now think of the kids, right? Who don't, can't even control their emotions normally, like a yogurt spills and the world's on fire. <laughs> yeah. So imagine, you know, when you're, when you're one of your favorite people's gone. And so yeah. I think that it really was able to bring kind of the realities to a lot of people in a, in a way that they could understand. Um, and so I'm really proud of it. I've talked with a lot of military families who use it. It's now, you know, one of those things that it's just part of their normal trips. And I'm, so I'm really proud that I can, you know, help in even a little small way, um, kind of bring the message. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's so important to share that message to, 
military families to civilian families to, you know, even get a glimpse into someone's lifestyle. And, you know, when I was growing up and I was nine and my dad was going on his first deployment, um, you know, that I could remember I was a deployment baby. Um, but still, you know, going on that first deployment, it, it was huge. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, had the conversation with my mom the other day, there were barely any kids books for military for military yeah. kids when I was nine. And that was, was about 12 years ago now. Um, and so, yes, a lot of time has gone by, but still, um, basically our books were, here's your military ABCs or here's like, uh, you know, just something so simple like that. There was nothing where, um, I could picture myself being the main character of a book and saying, Oh, you know, my dad's going away you know, I'm not alone or something along those lines. Um, It was all kind of just standard stuff. And now there's so many different books out there. I know it's amazing. Here is exactly um, a character who's going through something similar to you. Or um, I love Terry Weber, uh, her books that she has of, day in the life of a plane and you Mm -hmm. know my dad flies planes my mom flies planes here's what they do all day this is what what they're doing um and so just so many different creative um minds like yourself coming together and putting together um just a piece of writing for kids to be able to to say this is what I go through and Mm -hmm. you know even to bring to schools and you know, for kids to show their friends and say, hey, you might not be a military kid, but this is a little glimpse into my life because they're probably going to understand more from a book uh, what, oh, yeah. you know, the life of a military kid is rather than somebody telling them, you know, because right. it's it's just that like uh, the wires in a child's brain is so different oh, yeah. than, oh, yeah. you know, a teenager. Um, and so it's just so, so impactful to see the difference that has come within the last decade of, you know, helping these kids get through this tough lifestyle. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, the military, you know, the military spouses, especially that have been writing, you know, books and, and, and resources for the kids have been such a difference for us. Just, you know, easy things like when, when we have a trip coming and it's going to be a longer one and kids don't understand time. Mm-hmm. And so a visual way to represent time. So we'll put, you know, um, paper links together and you take off a link every day so they can see it. So they're not asking how long, how long, how long. Right. You can go to that, you know, we have countdowns, we have timers, things like that, ways that they can physically see time passing. And there's all these resources now. That's so amazing that everyone's getting together and be like, look, we're all collectively going through this. What are ways that we can help our kids? Books are a really great one. Tools like that, you know, the right ways that you talk about it so that they understand, you know, I think social media and just podcasts, things like this that get information out into people's hands is so amazing because you can see when you put out collectively all of this amazing intelligence and resources and and all of the things together, like where our society is going, I think is pretty exciting because we're all asking the same questions. How do we do the best in this arena or that arena? And so when we can bring everyone's voice to the table, I think that, you know, it's amazing what we can all do together. So um, I've been thrilled with the military spouse community that I've really been getting to know, you know, through this book and and the publishing of it. And, and um, I've learned so much 
from all these, you know, people who've gone through it. Right. And just when you get so many people involved, there's, you know, there's ultimately going to be a conflict. (laughs) It's unavoidable, (laughs) but there's so many creative ideas out there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some people think of, of other things that you may never have thought of and vice versa. And you put your minds together and beautiful pieces of, of art, beautiful ideas come come to play and you know in the end we're all here to support each other and we're all here to get through this lifestyle together because it it's not easy and you have to have that team element or you're gonna struggle so much more and I mean that goes back to what we were talking about earlier of finding community and being being so in tuned with with the military lifestyle and what you're going through, what your spouse is going through, what your kids are going through and just, you know, living day by day and living in the moment. Oh yeah. Um, I, I love it. I, I didn't know how much of an impact being part of the military community would have just in every aspect of our lives. So I'm really proud that I can, you know, say that I'm a military spouse and I'm so proud of my husband for what he does day in and day out. I mean, it's the hardest working man I know. So um, not only does he work so hard for the country, but he works so hard for our family. So um, I'm very lucky and very blessed that I can have this role in life. So, Absolutely. And the last thing I want to ask is what piece of advice would you give to another military spouse? I would say take a breath. <laughs> because no matter how much you plan, no matter how prepared you think you are, they're going to throw a curveball at you every time. And so I would just say always try to approach as calmly as you can um, because everyone's trying to do the best that they can. And so it's amazing if you just take a pause before you react, I think how much better you can get you know, to a resolution for whatever it is. So if you go together as a team, you're going to get there. Um, it takes time. It's a lot of learning, (laughs) but it, you know, it's doable and it's amazing what you can do together and, you know, tap into those resources, ask for help. You know, someone knows what you're going through in some form or fashion and, and, and you reach out. It's amazing what you'll get back. So I would say, you know, take it one step at a time (laughs) and you can get there and it's amazing what you can get to together. So absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And where can listeners find your books and connect with you? Yeah, so here, look here. I can let's see. Ah, there it is. Oh, There's I my book. Yeah, so that's <laughs> our family. We're on there. See, this is us on the back. I love that. Um, so it's for sale at beccajohnzbooks.com. Um, and it's also for sale at all the big retailers, Amazon, Barnes and Noble and all of that. Um, and then I'm on Instagram and I have a blog post to try to help, um, just try to share the things that I've learned, you know, going through it as much as I can. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Becca, so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Grease of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, Go AMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at gracie.com 
That's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.